0: Candid camera. We're back. Hello, everybody. We are back. We are, uh, we got to wait for all these notifications to pop. We're live at the coffee chat show in our pajamas and dirty hair and whatever else we got going on, but at least we're here. (laughs) We showed up. That's what matters. Yep. All right. We got, I'm waiting to see notifications pop here there we go (laughs) and we're rolling so this morning we were going to talk about um reframing the past and we've actually we've talked about this before as in what you call a thing it becomes john says we all look marvelous yeah thank you right that's my husband he has to say that um anyway it's like you, we have these experiences, a lot of us have experiences in the past that, um, good morning, Stevie, that we wish uh, we wish we didn't have. We wish things didn't happen the way that they did. Um, we maybe wish we had responded differently. We wish that the other people had acted differently. Um, I, I don't think there's any one of us that doesn't have some stories from the past that are less than favorable, we'll call them. <laughs> um, and they trip you up into the future, right? Because you, every time you recall them, you are recalling kind of the version of them that wasn't the ideal one. So... I have, you know, we have amongst us here, not Karen, but Tracy and I have divorces and breakups and Karen's got breakups too. But Tracy and I have like divorces, breakups, economic situations that were less than favorable. So there's a lot, right? And Tracy and I both grew up with alcoholic families. So we have a lot of, there's a lot of story there, you know, that's less than favorable. I have a lot of memories of my mom and I could, you know, we could, Yes. We could regale you with the stories. Walk. I could too. <laughs> <They're less laughs> yeah. And so, when you think about when I start to think about how we want to construct 2024, and I'm and I'm working with a handful of you that wanted to do that work with me about ending 2023 strongly and going into 2024 with a different feeling and a different vibration. And so we start to think about, you know, some of that, some people call this shadow work, right? Like your shadow work is basically like in looking at all the versions of yourself from the past or all the types of personalities that you have been or were that are less than favorable. So we all have those things that we've done in the past that we wish we didn't do. We wish we behaved differently. We're embarrassed because we did that or, you know, acted that way. So that's what shadow, like when people refer to shadow work, that's that work. That work is like shining a light in there on the shadowy parts of yourself that you don't love. Because, you know, I was bullied as a little girl and I stole money from my mother's pocketbook to buy candy for these girls of color that were bullying me. In the fourth grade, um, I went to school in High Park at that time, and, uh, you know, it was an integrated situation, so there were people being bussed into the school there, um, and there were these, you know, bigger black girls, bigger girls of color um, that, you know, were just probably felt very uncomfortable in the situation that they were in. You know, as you're older, you sort of understand how that could have happened, and, you know, I was you know i I was uh I was you know alone most of the time. I didn't have like a lot of friends. My mom was working all the time I walked to school by myself. I was probably an easy target um to pick on, so you know there's my point in telling you that is we all have ways that we were or versions of ourselves that you know we wish we had behaved in a different way or we wish we saw it differently or we wish we did something differently and and so those are your shadowy selves because we like create this version of ourselves that's our persona that the world sees and then we like build on that and we go forward with that and lots of times we don't look back there because there back there's a lot of stuff we'd rather not look at now here's the thing about creating a future that you really Want to be in the co-creation process with like God and the universe and yourself? You're creating that. You can't um, get up on top of dirty laundry, so to speak. You you know, there's that's not a solid foundation. So for us to have like all these versions, we'll just use me as an example, for me to have versions of myself that I was in the past that I'm not proud of, or that were less than stellar. And for me to pretend like those aren't there and, and that they're not influencing me in any way here. And then for me to just build from here up, I become like a talking head, right? I'm like, oh, but, but, my life is
1: great,
0: right? But mm-hmm. But like underneath there, is all that shit rotting in the refrigerator that I don't want to look at and I'm just putting fresh food on top and I'm like, no, don't look in those drawers. There's dirty, rotten shit in there. Don't go in there. But meanwhile, the fresh food is going to rot. It's not going to hold up. It's not going to last as long as it would because I didn't clean out all that shit. And there's a couple clients that I talked with that about this week. Like you, you've got to... Put on the gloves, get the bleach spray, get the bleach wipes, open the doors and go at it. And that's that shadow work. So I'm sure you've all heard people refer to, you know, are you doing your shadow work? And it doesn't have to be some like weird thing. It's like, okay, look at, I have to look at all the versions of myself that I have been in my lifetime and and embrace those and forgive myself myself for behaving in the ways that I behaved and be willing to shine a light in there and and understand that those versions of me, we're still using me as an example, those versions of me got me to the place that I am now. And without all those versions of me, I may not have ended up here in a place where I'm able to teach these things because I walked through them. So it's like looking in there with the flashlight, getting the bleach wipes, cleaning it all out, being okay with it, and then releasing it and letting it go. And so that's and so when I talk about reframing the past, this is part of that work, right? Because the first work is to get in there, dig it all out, get it into the bucket or onto the floor so you can see it all. And then let's call it something different. Let's call it useful. So instead of me saying I was bullied as a little girl, um, I can reframe that to say I got great training in what it was like to be able to withstand any situation and still be okay. Okay. Um, When somebody leaves you or breaks your heart or it gets ended and you didn't plan the ending and you didn't get a chance to say goodbye or to end it, you can create the closure that you didn't get. You can create the ending that you want, that you didn't have. And even if the person is gone and you thought that here's the good news. If anything is truly meant for you, it can't be taken from you. That is like the promise of the universe. If it is truly yours, it will either come back to you or it won't be taken from you. And I, and I can use my husband currently as an example. About 20 years ago, we met and we dated for six months and I thought he was my person. And circumstances ripped us apart and we didn't actually speak one word to each other for about 17 years. And then Tracy knows this whole story. By the grace of God, and it was God's hand, and I'm not even kidding, we got put back together, and within 60 days, he asked me to marry him. And within like four months, he retired from FedEx and moved here and sold his home in, on, in Massachusetts, and, and that was that. And I, I don't think we've ever actually, I think we've had two actual arguments in five years and that's it. So, so I'm, I'm speaking from experience and, and, and in the middle of that, there was a 12 year relationship that I had that I also thought was like it that got ripped away from me that it, that that wasn't it. However, now we, we have, you know, we are friends again in, and we speak. And Tracy also knows that story because she was here and she saw this person when they came back to my home a few years ago and met my current husband. And we made peace with that whole, you know, thing. Um, so, yes, I see a creeper on there, everybody. And I don't know if I can block it live. So we'll yeah, block it, it after fact. Yeah. Um, so. Anything that's really yours can't be taken from you. That being said. You could now start looking at everything that's happened in the past and reframing that because because and also what I I made a post earlier this week about your stories and you're the author of your stories. And and here's like actual like psychological, you know, evidence in the in the study of happiness is that when you are looking for more things to be grateful for and you are happy in the moment then when you recall the past, like because memories get configured in the moment that you call them up. And that's what I'm not sure people realize. Like people, you might think that your memory is just the memory and it's like this solid static thing. No, depending on how you're feeling in the moment and when you, <clears throat> excuse me, call back from the past and bring it forward as a memory, you You have the ability to reconstruct those memories in each moment depending on how you're feeling right now so as we start to be in more gratitude in this moment and like do this work then when we are looking at the past and calling it forward to think about it we we are actually have the ability to call it forward better and in a better frame of mind than it was and then label it differently And and what there is to realize is that when you do that, you are you are creating like you're you're correcting stuff all the way back. Right. Because as you start to as you start to think about a lot of those memories and reframe them and call them differently, you are you are making like a softer version of that going backwards. Right. It's like those movies back to the future when you when you <clears throat> change one thing in the past. Right. The whole, you know, when they tell people, like, if you go back into time, don't mess with anything because you'll create a new outcome. And, and so that's like real. When you start to reframe your, you know, you're, you're like correcting going forward. And so. You have the ability to transform your whole life. Because if you see yourself differently from there, then obviously you see yourself differently here, and then you believe things differently going forward. So I'm going to let the ladies chime in here. Tracy, go first.
1: Um, Every time we speak about this, I think of David Goggins. I don't know if any of you have read his yeah. story. It's absolutely amazing. Oh, so transformation like it's ours to have, but half the time we have to get out of our own way and we have to give ourselves permission. But the one thing I wanted to talk to uh, about what I'm finding when I talk to clients is there's a lot of shame and guilt and unforgiveness. And there's no need to carry that suitcase with you. Like what what was is not what is, you know? Yeah.
0: And, and in that note, like I remember when I, you know, what I've done years of Uh, landmark work so one of the things is that whoever you when all that happened you had a particular whatever happened whatever age you were when it happened you had a toolbox available to you and if you were young it was very limited you had your your responses came strictly from survival when you're young so if there's shit going down when you're young your, your toolbox consists of what will help me survive. That's it, right? Because you're little and you don't know and you just need to survive. As you get older, your toolbox gets full, more full. You understand things better. You have different ways of, you have different things that you can call on to navigate emotional experiences and emotional trauma. You have different things that you can do so whoever you were whenever that happened the age that you were trust us you did the best that you could at that moment it was all that you had you did what you could it was the best you could do period end of the story so there's no point in revisiting that now and feeling shameful or guilty or shitty because the only reason you're feeling shame and guilt and shitty is because you are looking at yourself, let's just say at 55, which I am now, and I'm saying, shit, at 11, I should have done this and I should have done, <laughs> right, done this. Right. Hey, I have news. At 11, I didn't have a clue. Right. My mother wasn't even getting out of bed to get me to school. I was having to figure it out on my own. Okay. Right. So at 11, I was lucky that I was getting dressed and walking the two miles to school and getting myself there and and doing reasonably well okay at that so i didn't i couldn't think about like what those girls were going through or how it might have been for them to be integrated in a school system that they weren't used to whatever right and i didn't have the skills to think if i had just showed kindness to them and not fear and you know all the shit i know now all the shit i teach now yeah i had no idea i was 11. Mm -hmm. so you know.
1: We didn't know then what we know now, and you know, can't even compare.
0: So at 11, right? should I feel shameful, shitty, guilty, sad, any of that? No, because I was 11. I didn't know any better. You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. like when people feel shameful, um <clears throat> shitty, sad, all that, it's because I'm 30 now, and I look back there when I was 15, and I should have not slept with that guy. I should have known better. I shouldn't have gotten blah, 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 blah. But it's like hey, you were 15 yeah. and maybe your parents were a disaster and you had nobody guiding you. So what the hell? Like you can't judge
1: your 30-year-old self, can't judge your 15-year-old self, because come on. And that's where the uh, forgiveness comes in for self, you know? Yeah. Forgive yourself for you didn't know, <laughs> like you didn't know. So yeah, right. stop like Ma- and- It's Maya
0: Angelou that says, right? When you know better, you do better. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know? karen you've got probably different perspectives here on this. well okay when you talked about how to transform that and transmute it and it and you have to come you have to be in a place of gratitude so that's what i'm learning like when i read Brené brown's gifts of imperfection my one of my biggest things is um nothing's going to last. It's great now, but nothing's going to last. And she says it doesn't matter if the other shoe falls. It's still going to fall, whether you think it or it's not. But if you're still in that place of joy and gratitude, at least you'll have that if something happens. So it goes back to, like, if you have past trauma or things that have happened where you always think something bad is going to happen and nothing good is ever going to last, if you are in that place of gratitude and joy, you don't have to feel that way. You can, re- And that's what I'm working on right now. That's so just good. what what's coming up for me. That's also a self-worth thing too for yeah. you, for all of us, right? Because when you don't feel worthy, that's when you think the other shoe is going to drop because you think it couldn't possibly, I couldn't possibly hold all this goodness or mm. this job that I have or this relationship that I have or this marriage that I have or the bank balance that I have. Like I couldn't, that can't possibly let, you know, because I'm not worthy of that. And then that ties back to, because most of us feel not worthy because of all kinds of shit that happened in the past. Yes. (laughs) Right? So this is all tied together. This is what, it's like, you could have generational healing and shifts if you really were hearing what we're saying to you this morning. Like, this is generational, you know, we are breaking generational curses, as they say, with these conversations.
1: Yes. Because
0: the generational... Dysfunction comes from nobody like digging in and doing that work, you know, that shadow work right here, right now, and then moving forward. Because everyone, usually in generational messes, each generation is carrying the shame or the guilt or the unworthiness of of the past, of all the ancestors that didn't do that work. And that's all trailing behind you, you know. And in my case, you know, that's some of it as well. I don't think my mother ever really fully did her shadow work. Um, You know, I think she did some of it, but I do think think there were parts that she just didn't know how to navigate on her own Mm -hmm. and maybe didn't trust anyone enough to ask for assistance. Mm -hmm. And I also think that there was trauma in her childhood that never really fully got dealt with. And I think she just did what i said and went on top of that and then made this great life as a coach but then when she got into her 70s and she hurt her leg and then it was like there was no no like super high forward motion she ended up dead within two years because all of those all of that darkness that she didn't like clean out and embrace i think just pretty much ate her alive for lack of a better analogy Mm Uh, and that was heartbreaking to watch <clears throat> um, for both Tracy and i um, and And so that's one of the reasons that i I really want to dig into some of these conversations about reframing the past because you know, and again, we're not therapists so or, or psychiatrists. Mm-hmm. So if you have trauma that you can't even like think about or look at without, you know, needing an antidepressant or without freaking out or whatever, like you should go seek the correct assistance for that. The conversations that I'm having this morning are for people that feel well enough and well equipped enough to handle looking at things that happen to them and reframing them. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that is more of a... uh transformational, you know, interpersonal, personal growth work. Um, Like I said, if some people have serious side effects from trauma and, and we are not the people to assist with that, you, you know, you should seek the proper help for those deep things that, you know, that you need to handle. Um, For me, I've done so many years of so many years of therapy. I'm well adept at what's wrong with me mm-hmm. and how I need to look at it and what, you know, so there are some of us that, you know, we're equipped to handle looking at that stuff.
1: Can I recommend, um, I want to recommend, um, just really small on the trauma side. Cause a lot of people that I talk to don't know about this thing. It's called EMDR. EMDR. Yeah. EMDR. I, was I, went, I was just thinking that I went through that to recut, to get through It's amazing. It's amazing. So yeah. And Kim
0: is reminding us, Kim's actually a a licensed psychologist or therapist. I can't remember. A couple of my girlfriends from from forever, and she's one of them. Um, But she's reminding people, you know, not to self-medicate with alcohol, drugs, or food. So, again, if you are ready to do that work and you feel healthy mentally enough to do that work, this conversation is for you. Um, And Dodie just went through (laughs) EMDR. Excuse me. I have also done the tapping Therapy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What is that called? Is it Uh, a tapping tapping technique? It's, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a trauma healing. Yeah. 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 So I have done that. And I have found that useful with the I did a couple of sessions of that with someone. Um, Anyway, yeah, EFT, EFT. EFT. Um, So there are lots of things that can help you. Um, If you are, if you feel I don't like to use the word suffering. So you know me, I choose my words wisely. So if you feel at effect of your past and you don't feel able mentally to grab a hold of it, you know, and kind of dig in and navigate it in a healthy way. Yes. There are lots of things that you can look into that can assist you to uh, release some of the deep trauma stuff so that you can come to a place where you can work on it as a personal development tool, right? Because for some people that trauma work is is a very deep work and there are, there are levels of it. And you you have to release that stuff like in your body and in your being and all of that. You have to get to the place where you can look at it from a personal development scope and say, "Okay, I've I've done some serious, you know, therapy on this stuff. Now I'm ready to start looking at it in a language way." and in a, in a speaking way, and, and, uh, and, and in a personal development tool way. So that, again, so I just want to, uh, just because we are, all three of us are certified, actual certified coaches, and we do uh, abide by a professional uh, code, we want to make sure that we're saying to you that we are, you know, this is not therapy, and we are not therapists. Um, even though this is a free show, we just want to make sure that you all understand that some people you know, require a deeper level of working with these types of things before you can get to a place where we can just look at it as a conversation or a coaching, Mm
1: -hmm. you
0: know, in the coaching arena. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So uh, just to be clear about all that. Uh, You you have the ability to change your whole life with, you know, digging into this stuff and reframing these things. And remember that whatever you call a thing, it becomes – So when you call something traumatic, it is traumatic. When you call it a lesson, it becomes that. When you call it a blessing, it becomes that. When you call it training, life training, it becomes that. So for those of us that had, you know, mean parents or really strict parents, you know, we can start to call that. That was great training for me. It was like Navy SEAL training and I got it in my own house. How cool. You know, you have all kinds of different, ways to look at stuff because every day you're creating it fresh it is not like it's not a mystery like it's not like today if i were to tell story uh, tracy a story about the past i could choose to tell that a completely different way than i've told it to her for 30 years and tracy Mm -hmm. knows most of my stories so you know Mm -hmm. i could tell her a new story And Mm -hmm. I could make up, it's not like you're inventing something that didn't happen. It's like you're talking about, you know, you're talking about it in a different way. You're choosing the words that you're going to use to go forward into the future. Kim's asking, are there any suggestions on authors or books to guide through healing the past? I offhand don't know of any. Um, I don't know if anyone, if anyone who's listening, if anybody's got suggestions, just throw them in there, into the comments. Um, <clears throat> before I got on this morning, I was searching Amazon to see if there was something that we could recommend that was like a workbook on healing the shadow self or whatever. And I found a few, but I didn't have the time to – I really won't recommend anything to you guys until I kind of have seen it myself. So – I was actually gonna order a couple of them,
1: and I feel look. like um, do you know Gary Zukov? Noel, he's pretty good. I know good the name. It. Doesn't yeah, he have something about? Yeah, there's some. I can see the yellow cover with the colors, or yeah. Anyway, it's yeah. There's a there's a lot, but like. So Noel's we thing.
0: will um, we More. will we will look into that, and because I feel like this is a conversation that doesn't isn't just encompassing one show. So we'll we'll look into that, and we'll have some recommendations for you next week. Um. Also, if you have insights or questions or you want to like us to dig into this and uh, you know examine some other aspect of this, feel free to just email and and let us know because we'll set that up as a conversation for next week. Um, we do want to uh, let you know about a new show that we will be starting on Friday. Karen, is it October 6th?
1: hmm.
0: OK, Friday, October. So we're starting a new show called The Roundtable. Don't worry. Coffee chat show is not going anywhere. The Roundtable is a business oriented show uh, encom- encompassing my expertise on the other side of the spectrum, which is as a business consultant and as the CEO and co-founder of staff agency. And my team from staff agency will be round robin co-hosting with me and we will have guests from the business community. Um, and that will be at noon on Fridays. If you can't catch it live, it will do the same as this show. It'll be up on YouTube. Uh, this, it will be up on our podcast channels. It will be labeled as the round table. So you'll know the difference between the two shows. Um, and we are just really hoping that we can start to create some new narratives and conversations about how people are interacting in their companies how executives uh, are embracing success principles to build their companies and move forward, how people are um, working with teams, how the future of work is becoming something different um, than it used to be, and how to interact healthy and effect, in a healthy and effective way with that, both as a leader, a business owner, and someone who works in a company. So we are—we're uh, really looking forward to this new show, and uh, and sharing our expertise on the other side of the coin with you. Um, different from the personal development side, so we're just all kinds of experts over here.
1: Can I say um, something else?
0: Yeah, Tracy, please.
1: So um, oftentimes when we want to do something different, there could be people in our life that say, "Oh no, that that we this is how we do it," and and we get used to living in the box, you know my mom grew up here, my dad grew up here, and then they moved here, and then they went to visit there, but then they stayed here, and they stayed here, and they did this, and they did, and so they didn't expand. And I think it's important to expand. It's important to blow out the 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 boundaries that somebody else put in put into your life that maybe don't work for you because you're um, looking outside that. And, and again, when they bring you back in and say, oh, no, stay here, stay here, that's there. That's their uncomfortableness of leaving right. even the the fence. Yeah. Yeah.